PFF NFL Daily. Today, talking about guards, Sam. We got to talk guards because the Browns just locked up their two starting guards. Yeah, good, good little fake enthusiastic double thumbs up there. It's Browns week here on the PFF NFL Daily, yeah. but they're they're making a lot of news. Look, they're in the AFC North. We broke down the AFC North on Tuesday. They have OBJ, or at least they did. We have to talk about OBJ. But now they signed both of their guards. Kind of the um, the afterthought of the offensive line historically, but they've invested in both Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio. And now their offensive line is locked up through like the next 15 years. So no offensive line problems in Cleveland. We pre we ranked them as the number one offensive line in the league coming into the season. What'd you first make of first the Wyatt Teller deal and then Joel Batonio? Yeah, and it's funny because the Browns are such a smart, analytically driven front office that the second they make a move, it kind of causes everybody to think, oh, hang on a second, this isn't what we expected to happen. So Browns go and lock up not one but two starting guards, and all of a sudden, all of the analytics community is like, wait, 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 you lock up offensive linemen, the interior offensive linemen? This isn't what we expected to see happen from from this kind of organization. And they kind of take a step back and go, you know, what should we be taking from this? And the, the the default position is this is a smart team that typically knows what they're doing. They probably know something about the relative value of offensive linemen versus receivers versus whatever. And, you know, I think one of the, the kind of talking points to come up in this whole discussion about it is... Yeah, you can you can debate in a vacuum what positions are worth more: um, receivers, tight ends, running backs, offensive line, tackles, you know, guards, centers, whatever. But ultimately, given how um, not random, but given all the variance involved in acquiring talent in the first place, whether it's the draft, whether it's free agency, all these kinds of things, you might just be best off, you know, keeping good talent when you find it regardless of where it comes from. So if it's your two guards that have turned out to be superstars, lock down the two guards. And, you know, another team that's building the team this way is Indianapolis, right? We keep kind of looking at the players they're locking up and going, I mean, this doesn't seem like a great place to be allocating your money. On the other hand, those are their best players, and that's who they're locking up. It's guys like Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly. So maybe there is something to just, you know, find good players wherever, the draft, free agency, Find good players, and then once you find good players, keep them around. I'm going to defer to uh, PFF War here because I think you're right. I mean, I think they they've studied this and they're onto something here. There's there's a few things at play. First, the Browns do like to run the ball. So as much as you want to say, hey, they're a smart front office and all that stuff, if you if you read Twitter, it might sound like the analytics driven community would say pass the ball every single time unless it's third and one, then you can run. Uh, but it's not necessarily the case. Running if it is efficient. Uh, as a part of your offense is you know, if it's efficient, if it's good, if it's productive, then it's then then great. You can keep doing that. Um, but the other part of this, uh, PFF War does a pretty good job of taking PFF grades and how often a guy plays and where he is, where his performance comes from from a facet standpoint. And it does show that because the run game is more dependent on the blocking, right? It is more dependent on run blockers. Um, guards are actually pretty valuable when it comes to war or maybe even more valuable than we thought they're higher end. And over these last couple of years, Wyatt Teller has been the third most valuable guard in the league and actually more valuable than say the other top tackles in the NFL. So high end guard play using our wins above replacement metric uh, does stand out and it is actually more valuable than some of the high end tackles. And I'll explain why that is in a minute. And they are actually more valuable than say 
uh, a solid to high end receiver. And then when you add it to this Brown system, they're going to run the ball. They're going to work that outside zone scheme. Scheme matters, right? If you're the Chiefs and maybe you're throwing the ball 65% of the time, it's different. But if you're the Browns and you're running the ball a lot, the run game goes through. It starts with your run blocking. The running back is the beneficiary, whereas the pass game is more dependent on the quarterback and the receivers, less so the pass blocking, you can, you can overcome it. So in other words, I think they're finding players that fit what they're doing, players who are at the high end of their position, because both Batonio and Teller have been in that elite group of guards. Uh, Teller now for a year and a half, Batonio though for a much longer period of time. Um, they're two of the better players at their position. Yeah, and, and if you want to quantify that, you head over to pre, uh, PFF Premium Stats, and you can see right now they are number two and number three in terms of overall PFF grade, trailing only Zach Martin. Teller has a slightly better of the two grades. Um, they are two of the top six guards in the NFL in terms of PFF run blocking grade, and uh, Betonio is one of the best pass blocking guards in the NFL. Like He's top five in terms of pass blocking grade. Um, Teller is a little bit further down than that, but Betonio's allowed eight total pressures so far this season. Each one of them has only allowed one sack. Like they are two of the top 10 guards in the NFL. They're also interestingly, sort of stylistically slightly different. Like Betonio is this fantastic pass blocker as well as a good run blocker, whereas Teller is just this dominant road grading force in the run game. But like you can see a, a ton of data points, stats, grades that all put those guys in the top five to top 10, uh, depending on exactly what stat you're looking at. NFL fans, you hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, they got you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, Sam, some astute listeners that listen to our eight podcasts every week, and I do suggest that you do, three PFF NFL podcasts, five PFF NFL dailies, they might remember a quote that I had where I said, offensive linemen don't score points. And I was referring <laughs> that to the Kansas City Chiefs. But I do think that's where the nuance comes in into play here. The Browns, the way they run their offense with so much run game dependence, inherently do rely on their offensive line more, particularly their guards with their outside zone scheme and what those guys have brought to the table. The Chiefs, because they pass the ball so much, again, you can overcome mid-tier pass blocking to still throw the ball effectively if you have good receivers. So the receivers and quarterback are more valuable in, say, Kansas City, and that's where they're lacking right now, particularly at play, you know, their playmakers beyond Kelsey and Tyree Kill, whereas the Browns are more of a well-rounded offense that does rely a little bit more on their offensive line, particularly in the run game. Yeah, and I think there's also some value to saying, look, the really what you creep back toward average, right? That's your catchphrase. That's what we've been preaching for the offensive line for years. And that's all you need to achieve. All you need to do is to not have a bad offensive line. You can't be the Giants. You can't be the Miami Dolphins. You've got to have something viable. 
On the other hand, if you happen to have a top five offensive line and a line that can just absolutely destroy people, there's probably value in keeping that together. So the Browns have got one of those lines. They've been top three throughout the entirety of the season. Every time we upgrade or update our offensive line rankings, the Browns are somewhere in that top three on their day. They're as good as any offensive line in the NFL. There is no weak link. So again, rather than like let one of these guys walk, let both of them walk, try and allocate the resources somewhere else and gamble that you will upgrade if you hit on the guy you're going to allocate the resources to, let's just pay for the certainty of keeping this group together, knowing the value that is present in the current offensive line. I think this is the sort of takeaway for me from what the Browns are doing recently and what the Colts are doing is there is actually a large value being placed on the certainty of what you already have, the bird in the hand being worth two in the bush, that kind of thing. Do you think this has anything to do with what the Browns are trying to do with Baker Mayfield? Do you look at this and say, they want to build an offense that is an incredible ecosystem for any quarterback? In other words, we can move on from Baker Mayfield. We've got the O-line intact. If we did have a rookie quarterback in there, they would have a good environment. Or is this the environment for Baker Mayfield? Are they getting ready to pay him They got the O-line locked up. They'd have the quarterback locked up. And then it's like, okay, for the next three or four years, the only thing we need to invest in is pass catchers and running backs, right? That's all we're looking to. Everything else is locked up. Is this a for Baker Mayfield or for any other quarterback type of move? Or does it, you know, even matter? I mean, I think it certainly doesn't hurt, right? The idea that if we're going to have Baker Mayfield as our quarterback, we probably want a pretty good offensive line. And since we currently have a pretty good offensive line, let's try desperately to keep that around. Um, but I think you're right that it's it's applicable whoever, right? It's applicable if Baker Mayfield is your quarterback. It's also applicable if you decide to move on from Baker and you're going to be starting again from scratch, like presumably through the draft or through a marginal quarterback that costs a lot less. You know, where maybe you become the team like Washington that's in the Ryan Fitzpatrick sweepstakes year on year. Either way, you're probably going to want a good offensive line. So I think it probably is an indication that that they're, they want Baker Mayfield to stay there. But I think there's no scenario whereby you want a worse offensive line for the new quarterback. Well, bottom line for me, guards a little bit more valuable than we anticipated when you use PFF War, especially in that Brown system. Their offensive line is locked up for the next few years. The PFF, NFL Daily. 